E-S-N-Y. on Elite Sports NY production, recording on the afternoon of April 1st. It's a Thursday, a little past uh, 3 p.m. Usually rolling as always with my co-host Chip Murphy. Chip could not be here with us today. Uh, He will be back for our next episode. That being said, I am beyond thrilled uh, to introduce my next guest, Uh, what I would call as one of the stars of the hit documentary series on Netflix, Last Chance You. Uh, Very fortunate and blessed to have the head coach of the East Los Angeles College Huskies program, Coach John Mosley. Coach Mosley, what's going on? Thank you for coming on and how are you? Uh, Doing well. Just uh, staying busy with the, you know, uh, my folks have been treating me right. They uh, have a nice little schedule for me, so I get to spend some time with everybody, you know, uh, it's been good. Instead of those, those quick moments, I have a chance to really uh, share my heart with, with everybody who I've, I've come in contact with. So been fortunate to do that, heard from all over the world internationally. Uh, it's just been amazing. Uh, so been busy doing that. And uh, I, I would say, normally I would say the pandemic is, it uh, irritates me, but it, this is actually giving me an opportunity to kind of reach more people to do more podcasts. Normally I'd be super engaged in and and with my team and then <clears throat> I would say man I'm not talking to those people man I I got a I got a team to coach but hey I got plenty of time so everything's still online so this is great and that actually kind of ties into my first question um besides maybe what you just mentioned about being able to talk with more people and connect um, on, on a little bit more of like a widespread basis, you know, how has your life changed, whether it's as a coach, as a person, based on kind of the success of, uh, of the documentary? Yeah, I, I think, you know, and, and speaking on that again, just all over the world, man, I didn't realize that, uh, well, first of all, the Last Chance You and the Netflix, man, they put together, you know, they made me look good, man. So, they made us all look good and it was phenomenal. Uh, they really poured out and, and, you know, I can go ahead and say it. I mean, it, it felt like to me that they didn't spare any expense in regards to, you know, to some of the other docuseries and they, they did a good job and I'm glad they, they did it on me. Uh, I think authentically, I, I was trying to be authentic. I was trying to share an authentic message and that came across. So a lot of credit goes to, to what happened there and the team that put it together and all the talented people and the people that worked, uh, that I worked around uh, daily. Uh, I didn't know if I could trust. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this, man. And then ultimately, <laughs> but it turned out better. They made me look a little bit better than, than I expected. So uh, so from that standpoint, it was awesome. And, and what happens is now people are reaching out and with uh, encouragement, uh, with affirmations of, you know, of how we positively uh, influenced and how it was inspirational. Uh, there's young men, you, we used to still get a lot because we were really good program, but now it's beyond right. you know, people all over the world. Hey, I want to come play for you. I want to come play for you, you know? And then you have 
a lots, hundreds of, I want to come coach with you. Uh, I'm, 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 I feel a little convicted because I wish I can respond to everyone individually. You know, I can't do it. And that's usually the person that I am is to be able to kind of reach out and touch everybody and show them that I'm normal, but I'm like, man, I can't get a hold of them. So that bothers me. That's probably the one thing that bothers me. Uh, I don't mind, you know, all the attention or whatever, you know, um, you know, my dad, you know, he made me feel like I was special when I was little, you know, I said, Oh, you're going to be great, son. And, you know, I wanted to be behind the scenes. I never started social media. I literally started social media three weeks ago and it's like thousands of followers. Now it's crazy. Right. Uh, sent out the first tweet. Uh, I never really cared about the attention. I just wanted to impact, but, uh, it's, 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 you know, a lot of attention is here. Uh, that doesn't bother me as much as I wish I could reach out to everybody. I'm reading these messages for everybody out there. I'm, reading the emails. I, I just don't have time to respond to every one of them because you're talking about thousands of messages. Oh, of course. But I'm, I'm scrolling through them and I'm reading them and I wish I could, I don't want to just say thank you or give a, a like or a happy face or something because some of them are, they have this, these issues and I just wish I can answer them all, you know, and get a, you know, maybe we'll have another platform where I can answer all the questions and the hearts, can you please help me? You know, I, I really feel for them. So that's where it's changed. I wish I could reach out. It's put more burden on me, on my heart, you know? That, that's that got to be tough. And I, I imagine that, um, you know, for, for me, you had a lot of classic one-liners and quotes throughout the series that, that really stuck with me. I'm, I'm somebody who works in the education system. I mm-hmm. work with special needs children. So I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this quote a ton, but I really wanted to learn a little bit more about it. Rules without relationships equals rebellion. Something that stuck out to me uh, big time. And I'm sure you've been talking about this quote a lot. Um, when did you come up with this quote? Who was the first person in your life to say this? Uh, if you could give us kind of like a peek behind the curtain into the genesis of that and what it means to you. So I don't know where the quote originally, where it originated from, but I'll tell you what's interesting. A friend of mine, uh, he coaches with the Los Angeles Lakers right now. His name is Mike Pemberthy and he's on their staff and he, we played together in college at the master's college and his younger brother. So after we played together, his younger brother, uh, Joey Pemberthy was playing on the team at the master's was the master's university now. And I started coaching there. So I was coaching there. So I'm coaching Mike's brother, Joey Pemberthy. And so Mike's family is phenomenal, man. His dad, who went to be with the Lord, passed away. And then his mom. So his dad, Mark, comes up to me after the game because we were kind of like a family affair. And the dad, Mark, and I love his dad to death. And I know Mike, you know, Mike was, he was at my wedding. We were close friends. Mike, Mike's dad used to give everybody hugs. So Mike Pemberthy's dad, Mark Pemberthy, came and gave me a hug. And I might've been right after I finished, I came back from Brazil and Australia. And he said, John, and I think he was a Sunday school teacher and he taught lessons at church and different things like that. He hugged me tight. And you know how some people, they hug you and you kind of feel rigid and you want to let go and you kind of like, okay, okay, thank you. But then he hugs you until you just give in. And I just relaxed and I was like, you know, so he said, John, I'm so proud of you um, that you're getting into coaching because I just had just started coaching. So I'm so proud of you. You're getting into coaching. I always thought that was your calling, John. And then he whispered in my ear. He said, 
But let me tell you, rules without relationship equals rebellion. He said, always build a relationship with these young men and then they won't rebel. So Mark Pemberthy, I'll give that one. He told me that, you know, uh, and I throw it, I threw it out there. And, and when people ask me, I'll let them know, um, you know, they put my name behind it, but that was something that I heard from him and where he got it from. I don't know, or if he created it. So that's where I heard it from. And uh, that, that, that message resonated with me. And I always remember that when the athletes, and that goes into, as you saw in the film, the athletes, they, uh, you know, they may have a level of rebellion. Well, it, it, where's your relationship at? And I talk about that a lot. Where's my relationship at? How, do I really know what's going on is the reason why they are rebelling uh, or they, they respond in the wrong way. So, uh, and I found that to be true that if I had a relationship and I really knew them and really knew what was going on, then I can handle the situation better and I can help them through this poor response or the rebellion. Um, and that's something that stuck with me um, in, my, in my ear. You know, it's never the X's and O's. It's always the little philosophical nuggets that help me to coach. You know, the X's and O's, man, everybody knows everything. You know, like every, I think every coach knows everything or how to execute if you've been around long enough, you've been around good coaches, you know exactly what to do, but how do you get your message across and how do you get everybody to buy in? I think that's the, the true magic of, of coaching, you know, it's, it's the discernment and how to handle situations and how to handle people. I think that's the magic in coaching, uh, you know, and I've been fortunate. I've been around enough people to show me how to help people and manage people. And you, you, when people see that you care, then they'll listen to you, you know, when you have when you have a vested if, interest, you know, if I sit here and tell you how great you are, Jeff, and you're phenomenal. Hey, I heard your story. I heard this and that. If I could tell you about everything, which I, I didn't do my research, but if I did, uh, you probably feel great and you'd keep me on. And you'd be like, Mosley, I want you back tomorrow. And, you know, it makes people feel good and it makes people want to want to do for you and help you out uh, when that's the case. And, and I found that to be true with coaching. Staying, um, and I, I couldn't agree with that more, and staying on that topic of creating relationships. Um, it's always interesting to me, you know, someone who loves the game of basketball, loves talking to people who know the game of basketball, um, and especially as a, a coach of a program. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, as a coach, what type of resources do you guys utilize to help understand whether it's the backgrounds of the players that you're working with, what makes them tick, because even, even in my head, what I'm thinking when I'm watching the show is realistically, you only have so much time on your hands to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with these guys. How much do you lean on your coaching staff or even the families of the players that you're working with to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together? Yeah, well, you know, some, and I'm not saying all, so we look at the story and we see about three or four guys that they capture all of the guys, there's 15 guys with some of the same issues. So they were only able to capture three or four. They wouldn't have had enough film to catch, capture 15 guys in their lives. So all of them are going through the same thing. They just so happen to choose those guys uh, to, to feature. Uh, but, you know, there's some with great families. There's some with broken families. There's some right. with no, no families. And so there's different ways that you have to manage it. And yeah, you have to lean on some families for some. You have to lean on the fact that, and, and that takes research, that takes knowing your, your players and knowing what's going on in their lives, what, what's missing that's causing you to perform less or not respond the right way. 
I think that's that's uh, what we have to realize, and we got to kind of do our research and, and take a look and see what's really going on. Um, the coaching staff, you have to have good support system. Uh, so everybody's praising Coach Mosley. Good job. You're a great coach. This is awesome. I'm like, look, man, sometimes I felt tapped out. You know, I wanted to say, but that's a part of why you want to make sure that you hire a support staff that has that shares the same philosophy. So just as I'm about to tap out, you know, I got the coaches on the sideline, Coach Ken and Coach Rob pushing me back up. No, coach, don't tap out. Don't give up, coach. So we share the same philosophy. You know, if you get the opposite of that, uh, and maybe I, maybe Coach Mosley comes with a negative response because, hey, it seems great in, in the gym, but when me and the coaches are in the, the office, we're like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. This kid, he sucked today. You know, I'll tell the truth. That's how we work sometimes. And, there's, and then you get Coach Rob or Coach Hunter. Nah, Coach, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll be on his butt this week so you don't even have to worry about it. And then I say, yeah, man, because I'm, I'm getting ready to tell this kid it's not going to work out. He said, no, nah, Coach, I got him this week. So you have to have the support system that has the like-minded, the same, they, they share the same vision and passion that you share. And, and I'll tell you something, Jeff, this is not for everybody. So mm-hmm. everyone does not have to do what I do. You may want to help in another way. You may want to provide funding. Yeah, we can use funding. Right. And if that's your way, then you can help it be easier for me. If you want, you know, if you want to provide some type of service, hey, Mosley, I know this tutoring service. Like you don't have to be in the trenches like me, you know, but you can pass me a few uh, tools to work in the trenches, you know? Uh, so you don't have to say, that's just my call. And that's just where I'm, com- that's what I'm convicted to do is to, to be patient and understanding people. So, but you do have to have the, the, the support. Um, sometimes we don't get it as much. So that's why it feels, and it looks as if, uh, you know, everybody's giving me credit for being tireless because I can't, I cannot give up because there, there aren't many uh, resources in most cases. And we live in a society where, uh, of course, if you can get the attention, uh, you, you provide the resources, but we were in a situation where there was no attention. So right. you saw a clear picture. And now, of course, now there, there's, you know, been some movement to help us get better and help the community colleges get, get better, which is what needs to happen because nobody's paying attention to the community colleges students. Uh, You have the family support at the high school level because they're still at home. Uh, At the universities, uh, the funding is there because you're using athletics and sports to market uh, your campus. But at the community college level, nobody's talking about them. It's not as supported as well. So so, uh, that was good that that they got to see a raw, just raw. Um, And then there's no template, Jeff. you, there are some things like I'll read books and, you know, positive thinking and leadership books and all that, you know, you really only grab nuggets, but there's no template. It's just raw. It's just raw and it's discernment. You just got to have a feel for the moment. So, you know, I, I hope nobody, uh, you know, they, they keep asking me, but I hope they don't keep pulling me and asking me, coach Mosley, can you please come and speak on leadership and how you manage Point one, two, three, four. I don't know, man. It's just a feel of knowing people and knowing what needs to be done. It's a feel of discernment because it changes every day. You know, like one day I'm walking around for like, like that was unplanned. It's not like I, I think I may have done that one other time in in 20 years. When you I were just, on the court, yeah, I just walked yeah. around. It was just that moment. I need. Mean, there's some stuff that the camera didn't see. There's some stuff I've done years in the past. 
Then I'm like, man, I was kind of weird, but it was just a moment yeah. of leadership that to get them the response and, and to respond and just being creative. And so um, when you got regards to how, what, what are, what is point one, two, three, four, five, I can give you like five bullet points, but then beyond that, it, it, it's a feel, you know? I think it's also what you're saying too, is leadership has to make sense for, for you and who you are as a person, right? Everybody has their own form of leadership and what that's going to look like and sound like is different for every person. So I can also kind of understand what you're saying. It's like, yeah, listen, I can come to these organizations and I can give talks and speeches, but at the end of the day, you know, like you kind of have to figure out what it means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think something that also kind of ties together on that level um, is, is this idea. I, I heard a previous podcast that you were on and, and you talked specifically about how you run the practices at your program and when it comes to, you know, the players either being oppositional or just blowing off some steam, maybe saying something behind your back, you talked about the idea of, listen, sometimes you just got to ignore stuff. You can't, you can't just have your ears always open and respond to everything. Um, and I know, you know, even in the classroom, teachers uh, utilize that tool, tool, tool to an exception. Um, you know, planned ignoring is a big thing as well. Do you, do you wish sometimes um, that referees exercise that same tactic as well? Because I know whether it's watching the game at the college level or the professional level, especially when you get down to, you know, fourth quarter, clutch, crunch time, a guy gets a tech, you almost hope that that person would exercise a little bit more restraint in that situation. Do you see that kind of play out, you know, in, in, um, when you guys play too? Yeah, man. I, I just, I think it goes, it's, it's full circle. It's holistic, man. You know, even from the fans to the referees, just everybody holistically, man, just having a, a, a level of compassion for uh, individuals in the moments uh, we look and we see uh, if they only knew what Joe Hampton was going through. I, I thought that was excellent. How the show started with the emotional uh, the, the peak of emotions that you go through as a player right? when you feel cheated, you know, when you feel disappointment and the level of disappointment that he has experienced and now he's on the court, he's a four and a half star and he's actually executing or exercising or displaying how good he is. And he's being denied that because, because of, 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 maybe a misconception of who Joe Hampton is. Right. You're like, nah, I'm going to make sure that I keep this young fella in check. Right. Me, I couldn't, I'm not going to always keep him in check because he's going to implode and I need to teach him how to get through that. So it's unfortunate that we immediately stereotype. And for those on the outside, we immediately start to discipline. Uh, You know, we have people that say, well, okay, when, when he walks in my office, or let's say I have players and I'm coaching them and I'm trying to teach them how to manage their emotions and different things like that. Now, when the young man walks to maybe an office where he needs some help on campus, they immediately try to discipline and change him right there and say, no, this is not tolerated without understanding. There's a process. There's a relationship you have to have. Do you even know, do you even know? And we say this a lot to some some of our uh, faculty, when faculty say, how can you help? How can we help? How can we understand how to support? Let me tell you how you can, you know, when the young man walks, so a young man can come to your class 
He can walk in. He can have his hoodie on. His head is in his phone. He's walking slow. He's a little late. He goes to the back. He sits down. He slouches in the seat. And then all of a sudden, what do we think as a college professor? Immediately, this kid is disinterested. He does not want to learn. All he wants to do is play ball. Just like all the other ones, he wants to sit back there and do that. But do you know, number one, that it's a miracle that he even got to school? Right. Do you know that it took him two hours on the train to get there? And what he had to deal with and grit his teeth to bite on the train that, that time to get there. Do you know what happened to him at home where I've had a situation where a young man got into a fight with uh, a, a, a boyfriend of the mother at three in the morning because the boyfriend was beating on his mother and now he's into a fight. He gets stitches in his head. He's got stitches in his head and now he, sh he sh still shows up because that's the only space that he feels that he feels like I have a place to go. So that in itself is a miracle. He had a fight with the mom, the, the mother's boyfriend in the middle of the night. He has to go get stitches in his head at the hospital. But then he shows up at nine o'clock and his hoodie is on and his head is down and he had a concussion. But immediately it is why? Because guess what? If he showed up, that means he wants an education. Right. He wants an education. So why would he show up if he didn't want to be educated? Why would he show up if he didn't want it? So you can't assume that he doesn't want it. No, what's happening, there's something going on. Let's find out what's going on. And then we can assume, and then you'll actually be kind of like, oh, I feel awful. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I'm not saying that's all the time. There are some kids that come in and they act like jerks. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. But sometimes they act like jerks because guess what? They've been so rejected. They don't want to give you an opportunity to get them before they get you. And so again, when a young man acts like that with me or with us or with anything, I just take the approach where, okay, he knows that I'm the coach. He knows that I have the power to play him and get him a scholarship. So why would he do that? Right. Like why? That doesn't make sense. Why would he do that? Well, it's because he's never been taught how to respond. Well, I'm not going to bury him because I know he doesn't mean it. You know, I know he doesn't mean it. So that that's the approach I take. Some cases it doesn't work out. It's very rare, probably less than 1% in my nine years as a head coach, you know, uh, as it not worked out. But most cases it's like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and act that way. But come here, man, sit down. Tell me what's going on. Tell me why you're acting that way. Because you said you wanted a scholarship. You said you wanted your degree. You said you wanted to be a pro ball player. This response, these actions won't get you there. So you're rebelling not against basketball or academics or the faculty member. Why would you do that to a college professor? Why would you ignore and not respond? It's something going on. And that's just the approach I take. And I think if, if we can, you know, if we in leadership positions uh, and we see poor responses, maybe build a relationship and understand. Now, so, you don't have to tolerate it. If you're a leader and you, you don't have to tolerate it. I'm not saying tolerate everybody. But just my philosophy is I, I try to tolerate it to see what's going on first before I judge. And I think what you said right there at the end, too, if we're in leadership positions, we have to understand that this is a process, but that we have to be invested in the process. So we can't just be invested in that end result. The student getting a good grade in my class, what does it take to get there? And what type of relationship do I have to invest with the student 
to get him or her to be motivated in order to kind of follow that track with me. Um, and in just staying with kind of Joe and also uh, Deshaun for a second, one thing I wanted to ask is that they were both two of the players that ended up receiving Division I scholarships as a result of their hard work and your stewardship. One thing that was really interesting to me is how in touch with the coaches are you in terms of the type of environment that they need to be successful? Because to me, watching the show, it seems very important that wherever the players go, there's got to be a support system for them um, in place. Or is it is it very really difficult to do that? And is it kind of like, well, listen, once they get to D1, you know, these are these are grown men and they need to kind of fly solo a little bit. What what's kind of that process been like? So it's a little bit of both. Okay. You, you have to let them know, like, look, fellas, uh, I'm helping you respond the right way and 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 be better because it's not gonna fly when you get to the next level. It's not gonna be tolerated. But at the same time, uh Throughout my years, you know, I was a division one coach. And so there's a lot, I have a lot of friends, tons of relationships. I know almost every conference I know, you know, I can say, I know at least one coach in every school. We're out here in the Pac-12. So I know every coach, I know at least one coach on every staff in the Pac-12, one coach on every staff in all of these conferences, the WCC or Mountain West, the ACC, because it's on the East for me, it's like, I know a few coaches on this staff. I know all the coaches. I know where these young men will be successful at as you look back. And I know the culture. I know what some of the coaches that can handle a Joe Hampton, you know. Uh, so, absolutely, like Deshaun was the absolute fit for, uh, you know, Coach Katz up at Sacramento State. Deshaun is, wants to be a millionaire. He's like, Deshaun is selling stocks now and trying to do real estate. I'm like, Deshaun, slow down, finish your education. Yeah. So he needs to be with somebody who can stimulate his mind and, and, you know, and coach Katz was perfect for that. Joe Hampton's a little bit more raw. You got a lot of guys at Long Beach, similar coach Munson was good with that. And some of the coaching staff there that, that can handle that a little bit better. So it, it's important that you set them up. So beyond just getting them through here at East LA college, this this is almost easy as well. It's it's the second half. This is community college. I'm telling you, the toughest part is because we have like three or four jobs compared to high school coach. You coach them and you're putting all your energy on getting them out. Once they're out, that's it. College coach, university, the goal is go recruit them and pull them in. That's it. Yeah. Junior college coach is recruit them in and recruit them out it is hard so a high school coach spends all their time trying to get their guys out college coach trying to spend all their time get the guys in we got to do both yeah. we got to do both we gotta we gotta spend all this time recruiting them in and then we have to spend all this time pushing them out let alone trying to coach the team so you're talking about an added component whether it's recruiting them in or recruiting them out or recruiting them out you're talking about an added component for a middleman. We're like a middleman for the community college. And then not only that, we're dealing with whatever baggage brought them to this place. And when, and when I say baggage, it's not always bad baggage. It's maybe a young man may, is, is not developed fully as an athlete. You know, we have some of that. Maybe a young man wants a higher scholarship. So he may have a Division II offer. Great kid, good student, but he wants a Division I. He says, hey, Mosley, if I come play with you, I think that can help me. 
mm. get a Division One scholarship. But then there's some like Joe. You got all this that's going on in his life, and then you have Deshaun who left Division One. He came home because his mom has stage four cancer. So there's all these circumstances uh, that you got to deal with, along with bringing them in and taking them out. Uh, but I am very that is very important to me because it it won't make sense for to say just get out and then they don't have success. They have to be where they can have the most success. And I've had, I'll tell you this, I've had opportunities where young men, there's a mid-major level school and a Pac-12 school is recruiting him. And I would tell the kid, or, you know, a power five school would be recruiting. And I say, look, I think you can have more success at this level because the last thing you want to do is to go into another situation where you're disappointed. You want to go where you, where you can win, where you want it, and you can play. Go where you can win, where you want it, and you can play. Where everybody, where they're invested in you, kind of like how I'm invested in you. You go somewhere where they say, hey, we got another spot left. You're pretty good. Come on in. Uh, and then if it works out, it works out. I, I, I don't, I, I just, my, I would prefer uh, the guys that I coach not be in a situation where they're, they're uh, not necessarily have to work for it because you got to work for everything. But in the situation where the school is like, we need him. Right. That way they're going to be invested in the player, just like I'm invested in them. You know, uh, they're going to want to help him and make sure they build that relationship and say, look, we need him as a player on the court. What do we need to do to make sure he's successful in a classroom and, and, and uh, psychologically and mentally his mental health is there as well. So um, that's, that's my preference. And I've never, uh, that's happened one time. Uh, where a young man he turned down a couple and I think it was early and I was excited oh man I got a young man going to a Pac-12 oh this is great and uh it didn't work out as well you know he still got his degree but it didn't work out as well and uh I don't want that to happen so I'm I'm over that I don't need to say hey my son is going with Mike Shashesky I'm, I'm, I'm my, my player is going think about my son because he's he's a high schooler <laughs> right now too but uh no I wouldn't mind my son going to Mike Shashesky but no, of course not. I, I, I wouldn't force my uh you know, the players to go for the sake of saying, hey, look, our kids are going to Duke. It's like, no, I want them to go to the right place. Hey, you can go to a small college, a Division II or NAI. Like me, I went to an NAI and it changed my life. And, 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 it, and it brought me to a space where I met my wife and I got a great life now. Yeah. You know, you could go to the middle of nowhere and great college life. You meet people that surround the college man that's what i want these guys to experience forget what what name is across the chest make sure we're at the right place where you can have a great experience and heck your best friend your roommate may turn into your best friend his dad works for a company he wants you to partner with him man your life can change and now you're out of the hood and and then now we call you a sellout for not coming back to the city because you weigh you somewhere in corporate america you know uh, <laughs> i want i want everybody to call you a sellout go ahead man get out of here you Absolutely. know, sell out, get out of here, you know. Um, coach, just just a couple more before we wrap up. Uh, one one thing that I wanted to ask you about, going back to something that we talked about a little bit earlier in terms of the widespread positivity that really um, the, the, the documentary series has kind of seen, you yourself, you know, watching yourself on, on, um, on Netflix, did you ever see anything where you said to yourself, man, I wish I could have that one back? Or would you have done anything different? Or do you ultimately feel, listen, no regrets. I was who I was. I was authentic. You know, I leave, I leave it there. No, it was absolutely, uh, it was great. 
and some moments that I may have made some mistakes, those guys were phenomenal. They cut that stuff out. And it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything yeah. that I would necessarily get in trouble with, but it, it was so, so maybe something that wouldn't represent me. Man, they were phenomenal. They knew, right. they knew the message that needed to happen and what they knew the message that that was coming out of my heart. And so if I may have, you know, if my nose was running, they cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I was, if I was picking my nose, they cut it out. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's just figuratively speaking, you know? Yeah, yeah. Figuratively, if I was picking my nose, they cut it out. They, they, they knew what the message that was trying to come out of my heart. And they thought if my heart came out, I, I just figure if they thought that, then I, they thought it would be a great uh, viewing and a great show. And I think that that made sense. Now, there are some things that cut out and I, I thought was going to be in there and some moments that I that that I wish was included. But, uh, you know, you, you had the moment where I had with Deshaun Hyler, you know, and I had with Joe Hampton just because we know those guys. And there were moments we had with those guys uh, that I was like, man, if they would have saw that, I would, you know. I, I I think a lot of people, almost everybody said they were in tears, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know 100%. the yeah. I know the guys, they said, Yeah, coach, I was almost in tears, but there was like some NBA guys like tweeting about it. And they were like, Yeah, man, have me in tears. I was in the room in tears. And I was like, man, but uh, there were some moments that were really would have shed some tears when me and Deshaun was together and uh different things like that. It, it's just uh but I thought it was it was no regrets, man. What needed to be said was said and what was there. Uh, I was a little over the top with my faith at some times. And I think they did a great job of, of making sure that the message came out, but it wasn't uh, over the top to where it turned people off. So, yeah, I, you know, man, I, I'm, 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 I, I really put it like this. I'm not a, a great creator uh, in a sense, in terms of starting from scratch, but when I see something and I know it's great, uh, I can see greatness. I can see, uh, when it's good, I can, I can be the guy who says yes or no, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. And that, that's me. I think I have that gift and, and I say, okay, I want that. Let's do that. But in, to start from scratch, I can't do it. So when I see what was done, I just, you know, I, for me, I'm just like, that's phenomenal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a advocate of greatness and I've, I've seen some, you know, just what they've done. I mean, even in the music to me, that was a, it's the best part to me. I was like, the music, music. was I great. The soundtrack was awesome. They tied in all the emotions with the music. It was just amazing. So anyway, I know I'm not supposed to speak on the, the actual production. I'm just supposed to talk about the show and promote. But the but I, I just have to say that there was a phenomenal. It was phenomenal, man. And, and how they included everything. It was was amazing. And I love the music. It was it was my it was like my music. I think they went and listened to like my Spotify or something because it <laughs> like the genres that 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 kind of described some of my emotions was kind of all intertwined in an area it was crazy so i think it definitely played into just the all, overall emotional impact that you have when you watch the show and I, I have no problem admitting when everything cut and the last scene i definitely had tears and i had my yeah. girlfriend over here making fun of me and stuff like that like that's fine but i text was, uh, I, I shot a text out that was one of my texts that got a lot of response i text out uh i i i I cried watching myself cry. Like I literally cried watching myself cry. And I was like, that was kind of funny, but sad. Like, that's funny that I'm watching myself cry and I'm crying. And like, I already lived that out, but I'm crying yeah. again. It was just weird, you know? But yeah. 
I think bringing everything um, together, you know, it, this question is just more of like a future-based question. Um, I know that you've got to love coaching at your alma mater. It's a good situation because the show details that, you know, you're close to your family. Um, but what are your future goals? Uh, you, you have so much tied into reaching a lot of these players, helping them develop as young men and as basketball players. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Uh, you know, I've been reached out by many uh and not even before this has come out, you know, has had the opportunity to move on. But it has to be somewhere where I can do exactly what I'm doing, you know, yeah. on a bigger platform and, of course, a bigger salary. Right. You know, so that now I can tell my wife to go home, you know, and, and just be at home. If she chooses to, you know, right. she loves working, she loves teaching as well. So if she wants to do that now so that as I'm out there, probably a little bit more, spending more time doing that, um, that she'd have, she'd be able to, you know, to, to help our kids move through. But if I can't spend the same amount of time with my family and help them and be, uh, be able to impact their lives, if, if um, there's a situation where winning is which it is, if you move to those next levels, you, you got to win. The, the goal of them hiring you is because they want you to win. Um, they want you to do all the other things. So all the other things that I've done, which at the next level, those coaches are doing some of the same things that I'm doing. They're helping them get through education and moving on. But the added necessary is you have to win. So mm -hmm. at this level, uh, they want to win, but it's not, uh, it's not the end to all, you know, but at the next level, you have to win at the university right. level. Uh, so that's an added component. And, Am I, I'm not concerned with that. Uh, I feel like I can do it, but I know myself. And if I start to be concerned with winning to make sure I keep a job and I secure a job, then I can lose sight of, of, of helping young men if I'm so focused on winning. And, and I can lose sight of, well, you know what? I got to make sure, I got to tell my wife, hey, I got to win this game. I can't talk to nobody tonight. You know, right. I already had issues when you saw in the film, my daughter, she's, so, hey, that was the most rewound part of the show uh, by my family. Yeah. We were sitting there and by we all know each other. We're sitting there rewinding. Dude, it was just us five, me and my three, me, my wife, my three kids. We were rewinding. My daughter's tapping on my head while I'm trying to watch film. And she's like, daddy, daddy. And then she tries to touch my screen. And I'm like, move. No, I'm trying to watch film. We were cracking up at that part because that yeah. was us. And I was like, I can't believe they captured those details i didn't even think i was like well i'll just they they you know they're like no we just want it to be normal i was like all right i'm gonna sit and watch film we're gonna be boring i don't know i don't know what you guys want to capture it's like yeah. we're just at our little you know we're renting the space where we're at and it's small like we're renting and i'm just like like i don't know why you guys want to come film this this is boring and it ends up being authentic like that's the truth you know yeah. If I can't do that, uh, and if I'm so consumed with winning that I forget those intimate moments, then I, I just, I, I don't want to do it. And, uh, you know, I got a new, uh, I got a new model now, you know, because, uh, and, and like you say, I got all these one-liners, but it just, it just kind of, it just kind of comes. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I may run out, but I said, don't, you know, don't take, you know, don't take money, money over the message, you know, mm. uh, don't take money over the message. So 
I'm not going to take money over the message that we're trying to get out, you know. Uh, and then once, you know, the message starts to be affected by money, then that's that's when I know that uh, you're starting to compromise and, and hypocrisy sets in. So I don't I don't want to compromise that, you know, the message that I should be doing, you know, the conviction that I have in my faith um, and what should I really be doing? So when money starts to become a factor, I just pray, Lord, continue to provide where I can provide for my family and make more money without uh, losing my message, you know, because uh, once that happens, then I, I can't be successful. I, I'll get up there and, and winning games. And then I'm forgetting about young men that, that, that that's what my calling is to mentor and help them in life. And, you know, that'd be sad if everybody's celebrating me for winning games. Congratulations, you're a national champ. But then the young men are that, you know, that are with me were exploited and they didn't finish their degree and they're, not really, do, you know, and, but, but and, and I'm not, that, that, I'm not saying that to say that uh, at the next level, they just, they know how to do it. So they just know how to do it. So Mike Krzyzewski, I'm not saying he doesn't do it. He knows how to do it. And I don't know if I can do it like him or those guys at the next level where they can win those championships and still help their young men. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It's just, I just feel like that, 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 that can come into a compromise uh, when you have to focus on winning and I, I want to make sure that I'm in a position to do that. So if, if that's offered to me, then I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't want to lose my message over, over, over money. I think, I think that's a big point. Um, I think it's a key point that you make. Um, and I, I'm sure that that's something that is a struggle for a lot of coaches in terms of what's the impact that we're having right now on the community, on the, on the people that we work with. Can we have the same impact on a larger scale when maybe the pressure is a little bit different the responsibilities are a little bit different too. Wherever you do go, wherever your next step is, uh, you definitely have a fan in me for sure. Um, I just wanted to say, I, I know that there was a previous, I forget whether it was an article or in a podcast that you had talked a little bit about just kind of the frustrations and not being able to play this year and being able to, to work with your team. Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to say that you know you did, regardless of that and not being able to, to touch those people maybe more directly, you inspired a lot, you know, you inspired a lot of people. Um, I know that for me working with kids, sometimes you feel like fighting the good fight isn't always easy to do, but when you watch something like last chance, you, it gets a little bit easier uh, and you need, and we need, um, you know, different things like that to be able to see and hear and talk to, because uh, I, I think as a, a culture, it only helps people grow. Uh, so I do want to thank you for that. And just overall, just really want to thank you for taking some time and, and talking with me today. Absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, letting me share something. I mean, I didn't realize everybody wanted to hear what I had to say, but uh, I, I appreciate it now. I guess this, I, I better make sure I'm saying the right thing. I got to get up and pray and make sure I'm sharing the right message. Uh, and just to let you know, man, I'm not perfect. And I'm, tr I'm trying to share that. I make mistakes too, and I still make mistakes. Uh, but my intentions are to, you know, to, to try to do the right thing. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, definitely. Good luck to you uh, in the next stop, whether you stay at East L.A. or, or somewhere else. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, and to everybody else listening out there, we hope everybody is staying safe, and we will talk to you guys soon. Yep, thanks.